KKFN and KKFN HD1 The 5 o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Dan Arlowski will rust bounce back. I mean, hearing that is shocking. That in within two years, Mike T wouldn't be surprised if he's benched, because if you bench him, you're basically signifying we're going in a different direction. We're going somewhere else. I agree with the whole accountability aspect, but to think that it's going to get so bad again that Sean Payton's going to go, don't care, we're going to bench him and put Jared... I'm not there, Mike T. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying this guy's going to win MVP this year, but I think it's going to be a big improvement. Yeah, Mike Tannenbaum thinks Sean could bench Russ. But here's why. Here's, here, yeah, here's Sean Payton's mindset, Dad. I didn't trade for him. I didn't pay him. And I'm going to find a better quarterback that works for us. So I'm under no pressure to make Russell Wilson work. What I am under pressure to do is set the culture here. And that's why it's an opportunity for me to hold Russell Wilson accountable in the most transparent way, which is to bench him. Meanwhile, Ryan Clark says, hey, you better be ready to bench Russ. What is your expectation for Russell Wilson and his prospects this season, his first under Sean Payton? Yeah, if I think Mike T is right. If Russell Wilson doesn't have the sort of year that he was expected to have when he was acquired by the Denver Broncos, we could see Sean Payton go all Nino Brown and cancel that chick. He'll buy a new one. When you think about... Holy cow, Kyle Reese, my man. What scenario do you think it would take for Russell Wilson to be benched by Sean Payton? I can't imagine one. I know Ryan Clark is going to be on the next episode of Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. Um, <laughs> a little, a little much, but I, I can't imagine a scenario. I, I can see him being pulled from games. I can never see him not starting a game. Maybe a bigger question, KJ. Like your two cents here, man. Why do you think this conversation's even going here? What is it about the doubts in Russell Wilson right now? I think for the longest time, Dave tried to give Russ the benefit of the doubt, and I think Sean Payton has put himself in a position in this offseason specifically. He said so many things that I think has kind of, you can feel the the furnace just turning up. And I think they're taking those comments and they're saying, oh, snap, like Sean Payton is so serious that Russell Wilson won't have any grace. He won't have any room for error when it's the total opposite because we're here. We're noticed Sean is invested in wanting Russ to be as successful as possible. We know Russ wants to be as successful as possible. So that's what I'm thinking it is. I think they're taking the comments that Sean has said this offseason. They understand the furnace is up on Russ, and they're probably looking at it from the perspective of Russ will not be able to get back to that 2019-2020 form. So this may be the beginning of the end. Does Russ have himself to blame, though? At the end of the day, I don't expect these these guys aren't paying attention to training camp. They're they're not really digging into it. They don't know, man. They don't even know we're in the mountain time zone. They just think it's East Coast, Central, and Pacific. It's on they the got, other side. They got no clue there's a two-hour difference somewhere out there in the country. They just think it drops from, you know, from from Kansas City two hours to, to, to three hours. They don't know. They don't know. Home One on the range. They, they, they just don't know. But did Russ sort of dig this hole for himself because of how bad he played last year? Um, per- perhaps. 
I, I think that has something to do with it. Um, but, KJ, I, I'm not sure that I believe that this has anything to do with Russell Wilson or Sean Payton. I think that this is a potential Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach that could go down in flames. And that's ammunition for the entire year. I, I, you know, I, people love watching things burn. And if you watch this burn over the course of the year, they're going to be talking about it every Tuesday on every NFL sponsored broadcast the the talking point for russell wilson will be expected failure that's rough that is rough weird spot to be in man weird spot uh, a 10-year a decade in the league nine pro bowls a super bowl why do do you think they're rooting for failure i think so i've had tough times it doesn't hasn't lost any confidence I think it's the, it's the bigger story. Failure. Yes. Russ failing. Yes. Can you think of a, a further fall from grace? Who's falling flatter Ooh. on their face? If if that actually came to pass this year, right? And and it, and it just, a you got to the end of the season. Of grace in the NFL. And you had to blow the whole thing up. Who fell further from grace? Man, oh, man, oh, man. Are we throwing injuries in there as well? I don't know. Who, who you got in mind? If we're talking injuries... Specifically, injuries to tack onto this conversation, I would say Bo Jackson. Yeah, but that wasn't. It's not like Bo came back and played poorly. It just what well, he wasn't really able to come back and play at all, you know. And and Bo Jackson's really interesting. Played for several years in Major League Baseball after being injured in the NFL. So I, I don't know if that's a fall from grace. Okay, I, I, I think I, I think you've got to rule out injuries. All right, that's, that's that's fine. Let's rule out injuries. All right, you got to fall from grace. I go man. with the one that Dante just gave me, Mike Vick. No, wow, that's a good. No. Oh no, that is a good one. That's a, that's a fall from grace. That's a big time fall yeah, from grace. But he but he he rolls from the ashes like a phoenix. Did he though? Yeah, I thought he was. Had, he ever the same quarterback when I, he came I back? I thought he was a better quarterback in Philadelphia. Here, here, here's a better comparison. Cam Newton. No, man. That's pretty good. Cam Newton didn't win a Super Bowl. No, but he got damn close. Oof. Oh, I, okay. No, he no, no. He, but, he was but, an MVP. They were 15-1. Oh, no, no, that good. is a good one because when Cam – like, when was Cam Newton supposed to bounce back? It should have been the next year. They were 15-1 that year. Yeah, man. I mean, Cam Newton was the best quarterback in the NFL, period, for a two-year span. He was the best. Mm. He he was. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Peyton okay. Manning had kind of dipped down. Who who else was better than Cam? When Cam Newton was hot, yeah. man, it was red hot. There was a couple on the text line. Who we got? There's a there's a couple abs. Antonio Brown falling mm. from grace. Yeah, that is a good one. That's yep. a good one. You could never come back. A couple up. of those. You know, let's go with another Steeler, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell Ooh. wanted the bag. Yeah. He wanted the bag. He and came out and apologized about that recently, too. <laughs> of course he My does. Bad. He wants another bag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, My he, bad. Doesn't, he doesn't think it's over. <laughs> Why y'all didn't tell me about the Jets? <laughs> Falling from grace. Antonio Brown, he never got back. Not, well, all right. Hold on a second, though. We're getting a ton wait, wait, wait. Cut, time out. Didn't he win a Super Bowl? Didn't Antonio Brown get a ring? Wasn't well, he? Think, was he on that book? Uh, wasn't he? Oof. Oof. Look it up, but I think he was when they when they beat the I think, Cardinals. I think he got a ring because that was the last one. 
that the Steelers won. Oh, man, look it up. But I, I could have sworn I he was on that. I think he does have one. Oh, oh, the Bucks team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was on the Bucks team. I mean, maybe it's a fall from grace, yeah. but he picked up a ring along the way. A fall, fall from, from grace. A fall from grace and We're a comeback. A ton of, t- I'll give you one, of course. It's like, he, he was. He got a ring. I don't know if that's a big fall from grace. I mean, he got a ring. Yeah. I think a good one that you can say, hey, man, this could be good for Russ. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, who just, I mean, fell. Was a backup. Had to bump around. It was terrible in the in New York. Came back yeah. and won a Super Bowl. But, yeah, these are all guys. Came back, won a Super Bowl, yeah. got in the Hall of Fame. These are all guys that I, I like to say had a second career. Right? Kurt Warner, I feel, had a second career. Michael Vick. Randall Cunningham even had a second career to me. I'm just thinking of guys that it just ended in a really disappointing fashion. Well, okay. What about Ricky Williams? Ricky Williams is a good one. That's a pretty good one. This one, that was, a, that's one on the text line. That's too. a good one because he actually played several years once he wanted to smoke weed for a year. But so he was he, good in Miami. And look at what it, that's the whole dick of trade, the whole thing, you know, what you gave up just for Ricky Williams, the whole thing. Ricky Williams had a pretty solid career, though. Ooh, Aaron Hernandez. That's on the text line. That's a fall from grace. Well, that's a fall from grace. It's just uh, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, there's no comeback tough. there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> there's some good ones. Yeah, the, the concept is if Russ had a fall from grace last year, okay, self, I mean, how would you say he did? What is a great example of somebody else who did that and then bounced back? We're not looking for people that their careers are just over. I mean, if you're just looking for, you know, you were great and then you were terrible, then you were done. I mean, you know, there's a million guys that are like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, who gets to go out winning the last game? That's what was so special about Peyton Manning. But, well, let's face it, Peyton had statistically one of his worst years, if not his worst year of his entire career, that was injury riddled and won a damn Super Bowl. The, well, and the numbers weren't that shiny in the Super Bowl, but it was yeah. good enough. Yeah. Because Von Miller was just out of control. With some help from my friends. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Was was good enough, but Peyton threw two interceptions yeah. that game. Jordan Norwood took a record-setting punt back. The defense of the Broncos was outstanding. They they made Cam Newton quit. Yeah. I, I think the fact that this exercise <laughs> that we just participated in was so difficult is the reason why it's such an intriguing story. You can't think of anybody else that had a, we're so excited because you felt like you had a Hall of Fame quarterback come in, fall into your lap. And to think about him being out of here in 24 months, I can't remember a time in history. It can't be the story with Russ this year. It cannot be. I hope not. It cannot be. And and rooting against Russ at this point is is a, a, a fool's errand. I have no idea what motivation anybody would have to, to hope that it doesn't work out. I'm not one of them. I want it to work out. I'm rooting for Russ, man. I am. And I'm focused on football, Russ. Kyle, I do not care about podium, Russ. I don't care of, about house LRNC, Russ. I was in the Southwest Terminal. I w- walked right past that kiosk. It was, it was spectacular. But I don't care about it. I don't care about all those other Russes. I do not care, yeah. man. I do not care. I just care about football, Russ. And I know, I know, because I've seen it now. We've all seen it. It's going to be up and down, okay? It is going to be up and down. But do you believe that this guy who has so much and, you know, doesn't get nervous and runs into fear or runs into something, runs into a fire? He runs into something. Yeah. You know. Rescues children from burning buildings. Can we just, let's just put that on a shelf and just say, hey, man, can this guy who's got himself 
He lost his freshman 15. He got himself in better shape. He stayed away from the mac and cheese. And let's just, you know, say, hey, man, let's go. <laughs> I can. I can because what else is there? Yeah. I mean, to think, hey, I listen, I'll tell you. When they got Jared Stidham and decided to pay him all that money, there was a part of me that was like, oh, okay, maybe that's what Sean Payton really wants. I mean, you could have got Marcus Mariota. You could have got a lot of different guys, but you got Jared Stidham. Okay, maybe the maybe Sean Payton had – I don't think that. I do not think that. And I don't think Sean Payton dislikes Russ at all. No, I don't think he's on that tip at all. I don't think – he believes that Russ is done, and he said as much in the in the uh, in the article from the USA Today from a few weeks ago. He, he doesn't believe that Russ is done, or that he forgot how to play football. I think is how he phrased it. It's just it's really difficult to see a thirty five year old turn it around, right? It, it doesn't feel like it's on that trajectory. He ain't thirty five yet. That doesn't happen until November. He's, he's on his way though. Yeah, it's it's coming down the pipe. Yeah, to be thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> You better enjoy it, fellas. I think this concept that, you know, uh, uh, Sean Payton is looking to bench him or they will bench him. Man, oh, man, oh, man, am I? It kind of feels like, hey, 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 we can talk about our guys, but but you guys can't talk about our guys. And this this has my uh, feathers ruffled and sort of defensive, like, okay, I get it. It was a bad year. There were a lot of bad things, and it wasn't all Hackett's fault. It definitely wasn't. But the Bucks got to stop somewhere, and it was truly out of control enough for the Broncos to make a change. And I like the change they made. D Mac, I got to say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of you, and and I'm honored to be sitting next to you today. The fact that you are coming to Russell Wilson's defense, and you said, and you said it, you can talk about him. I can talk about him, but you, well, here's you shut your mouth. Here's why, man, because I think it's our, hey, man, I think it's our duty to tell you what's going on as it's going on. But but that book has been written. And I think, you know, I think the shows and, and folks here, for the most part, were honest about it day after day after day during training camp. Well, training camp's over. It's done. This game means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Maybe the first game meant something. Maybe the second game meant something. Maybe this game means something to Albert O. But it sure doesn't mean anything about Russell Wilson. That's it, man. Like I said earlier, that hay is in the barn. Uh, I'm close to giving you a let's ride here, Kyle. I'm close to giving you a let's ride. I was was letting him breathe for a second because I felt it coming on. You almost had me getting up out of my seat. You know what, though? We got to figure out what the weather is. And Chris Bianchi, who, I mean, he is is spectacular. The nine news meteorologist of the stars. I mean, and and here we go, Chris. What, What is the technical weather name for? Do we have an autonomous swoon? Do we have a tsunami? Overhead thundercloud. I mean, what is the actual weather name for what is going on right now? Uh, nonstop monsoon and a complete switch of the weather in the last six months. <laughs> Ism. There's no technical. way that that's what they said in, in meteorology school. There's zero. Um, there's zero chance Kathy Sabin put that on a yellow sticky on your desk. But that's a real thing. <laughs> I, I attach the ism. Everything else is straight out of my Met 101 textbook. Um, uh, no, it's been, it, it has been crazy, hasn't it? I mean, I feel like the Rockies and the Rapids just can't escape the weather. It's been just nonstop rain delays for them. And, I mean, fortunately, it looks like tomorrow night's looking better than it did a couple days ago, but there's definitely going to be storms around. And 
By the way, I'm sure you're all aware. I mean, Ed Sheeran last week, what a mess that was. Mm. Um, the weather basically, uh, what looked to be a pretty calm day, at least me. Um, thank you for saying my praises. But last week, I'll be honest, completely blew the forecast. We had a storm that just sat over that concert last Saturday night for three hours, and Ed Sheeran was just kind of a, uh, I know, he was just hanging out. All right, Chris, so what can we expect then for tomorrow night? Yeah, so tomorrow night, we have a chance of storms. I put it about 20 to 30%. We're probably all right. We're probably not going to be talking about any storm impacting the game tomorrow. If we were to see it, I would probably expect it before the game, so somewhere between, say, 4 and 7, just before kickoff, um, during potential tailgate time. Might want to have an indoor option. Um, there's all those bars just around Mile High. So if you're heading to the game tomorrow night, again, just maybe have an indoor option. But I think, I hope, and I think we're going to be all right for the game itself. If we were to see a storm, it'd be probably in the first half. So, Chris, um, our nine news meteorologist to the stars, if I was lucky enough to have a friend who had a suite, like an indoor facility for the game, it would be ridiculous to ignore that invite, especially if that ticket was for free, correct? Yes. Get that. Get that. Wow. <laughs> where's, where's my invite? I tell you, man, it's something else. All right. Hey, Chris, thank you. We appreciate it. What is your favorite weather term? Ooh. Favorite weather. Boy, putting me on the spot. I would say, I think, cirrus clouds. Got to be my favorite term. I think the word cirrus. Cirrus. It's just, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> and on that note, Chris, we wish you a wonderful weekend, and thank you for a more optimistic <laughs> forecast. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk <laughs> to you later. Thanks. Okay, go go wash up Kathy's car. Thank you, Chris. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. I, I, I wonder what practice looks like the next week when you blow the forecast. We do have some breaking news. Yeah. This is interesting. Oof. Hit them with a D-Mac. This the is 49ers are sending their number three overall pick, Trey Lance, to the Cowboys for a mid-round pick. So Trey Lance goes to Dallas. Trey Lance, who we saw as the third-string quarterback for the 49ers, who did lead the Niners, Kyle, to two scores in the last five minutes against the Broncos, you know, when the Broncos lost, that Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy for a mid-round pick. What a mess. Trey Lance to the Cowboys. Are we saying anything about Dak Prescott here? Are we... Uh, what are we? What are we? Uh, what are we thinking there with uh, the Cowboys? I think you might have the same line of thinking as many of us have with Russell Wilson. You're not anticipating that Dak Prescott plays all 17 games. You remember mm-hmm. he went out game one last year mm-hmm. with a thumb deal, and I don't. He was out for a month and a half. What he was out for? He was, mm-hmm. out, he was out pretty solid. So can you get someone? Can you get someone to fill the gap if he has to miss two games down there in Dallas? That, that that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Nah, you're thinking something else. I'm trying to think from it from both sides. Obviously, I get it from the 49ers. Um, they got Sam Darnold. They got Brock Purdy. Got to salvage something from this scenario. And, man, they got, 
Dude, the fact that they think they have found their quarterback. What round was Brock Purdy taken? Seventh round? Was he a seventh round guy? He, he Mr. Irrelevant. The last He's pick. the last overall the last. pick. Yeah. Man, oh man, oh man. You want to talk about a lucky break. You want to, which, do you know what quarterback was a Mr. Irrelevant for the Denver Broncos? Uh-huh. Little little trivia here. I know it's not this Oakley show here, but I give you a, this should be an easy one, actually. But do you know what quarterback for the Denver Broncos was also Mr. Irrelevant? How long ago was this? Recently. Last 10 years. Thank you, KJ. It wasn't Trevor Simeon. It was not Trevor Simeon, although he was a seventh rounder. Yeah. What Broncos quarterback was Mr. Irrelevant? Can I I phone a friend? You can sure. (laughs) If you got one, you're showing off. If you got one. I don't. I don't. Land on us. Wow, nothing? Nah. Really? What was the the kid's name, Zach? Hi. Starts there's a Z in there somewhere. I'm not so sure. uh... Does this music help at all? Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly. Get out of here. That's right, baby. You got a friend. Just sitting there with a. Vacuum cleaner tube upside the head at the after a Vaughn Miller Halloween party. Ah, weren't those the days for the Denver Broncos? Hey, it's Chad Kelly of Broncos dressed up as Woody. He's in my house at 3 a.m. Honey, where's the vacuum cleaner tube? Another great moment in Denver Broncos history. It's Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. You got a friend in me. Well, man, that is something else. You're the, listening to oh, The Drive oh, well, on Denver Sports Station. Sorry, Fred. 1043 yeah. The Fan. Yeah, Fred, come on, Fred. Like the legend of the Friday, man. That's my bad. The Friday crew in the house. Stepping on Fred. With and Fred gets so mad about that. Tell him, tell him I'm sorry, KJ. I mean, there was one time Fred was, I, he was really out of control. Okay, I'm just going to keep it real. But again, it's one of those guys, you just don't, it's Fred. Yeah, just don't piss him off. The one guy who's got a, a, a deeper voice than Kyle Reese. Got to meet this Fred. Well, he's, he's talks, he's just... You know, he doesn't want you to look at him in the eyes in the hallway. <laughs> what happens? You turn to stone? <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. He just gets all, you know, don't look at me. Like, I'm all right, Fred. Don't look at me. You know, it's like that. All right, Cal Risa, Al Roach. Oh, oh, come on, Al. Come on. Al's it's not of, even a conversation. Al's kind of a legend, dude. Stop, I mean, sorry, man. I, and I don't have, I mean, listen, don't don't tell me he couldn't get some work. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about a dude who does Super Bowls. Yeah, man. I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do this next one. Just I heard I'm... Alan doing something the other day, like like some sort of big event the other day, which felt kind of random. Oh, he's the one, man. I'd be honored one day. I, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, KJ. You got something up your sleeve? Go ahead, let it rip. No, I was about to say. Uh, I'm gonna throw this one out here just because I can. Mark Johnson or Albert? No, Mark Johnson. I love Mark Johnson. Honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> 
You look lovely. I think tonight's the night. We're having buffaloes. We're having. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They ain't never having buffalo. They ain't having uh, buffalo. No way. We ain't need Ralphie. What are you kidding me? These are these are broadcasting legends, man. Fourth rounder for Trey Lance. Should the Broncos have made a play? Fourth rounder, and you pick up the six point two five. The Broncos had the draft pick. They had the money. Should they may have played for Trey Lance? This is intriguing. Ooh. And it, it would have been cheaper than Stidham. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You could just dump Stidham. Who knows? Should the Broncos have made a play? Now we know it's a fourth rounder for the Cowboys to the Niners for Trey Lance. Should they have made a play for Trey Lance? If if we come to find out in a few weeks that the Broncos knew that was the asking price and they weren't in on the conversation, I'd be disappointed to hear that. Who's the better quarterback, Trey Lance or Jared Stidham? I think Trey Lance. Looked better uh, the other night, didn't he? Yeah, and, and but you can see why. Because of his legs and his athleticism. He makes he doesn't make terrible decisions with the football, but he doesn't force the issue either. So I understand why they're moving on, but you can understand the athlete. You can see the athleticism. Is it? It's apparent. So DMAC, Kyle Shanahan, Ramoslaw.com text line. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We love everybody. Everybody love everybody. So DMAC, Kyle Shanahan figured out in a half season that Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, was a better quarterback, according to you. See, he's coming after me, Kyle. First rounders always get the most opportunity to prove themselves, even years. What happened? Well, okay, according to me, first rounders always get the most opportunity. That's right, they do. So I'm right about that. So you're saying, hey, DMAC, hey, look how right you are about something, because that happens. The question is, what happened? Well, what happened is a quarterback who had far less opportunity, Kyle, took advantage of the situation. But Brock Purdy did not get as much of an opportunity as Trey Lance. He had to hit microwave on his decision. And smartly for the Niners in the same year, I believe it was the same year, check my math, that you drafted a quarterback in the first round, you were smart. And you picked up a quarterback in the seventh round. Yeah, because why wouldn't you, with your sixth, seventh rounders every year, Kyle, why wouldn't you take a flyer on a quarterback? Uh, Trey was 21, and Brock Purdy got drafted in 22. It's a mile long and three inches deep. Same concept, though, is that you should just take shots at quarterbacks. What is the worst that could happen? You cut a sixth or a seventh round pick? You're going to miss out on that seventh round wide receiver. I mean, that's the worst thing. The Broncos may cut JL Skinner as a safety to put him on the practice squad. I mean, sixth and seventh round guys, Kyle, get cut all the time. Yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. So, so Texter, my friend, my good friend, because I love everybody, what happened? What happened was the Niners are smart. And then what the Niners did, and this was tough because you did give up a lot of capital to move up one spot to get Trey Lance. You did. And guess what? Your evaluation wasn't good. 
you blew it in terms of your evaluation because you had other options that particular year. But listen, yes. you have to land on somebody. You got to take a chance on somebody. So you said, I'll take the kid out of North Dakota. That might have been a red flag. They played a game during COVID just for Trey Lance. A game. Kyle, they played one game just for Trey Lance. It, it just proves what an inexact science that drafting anyone, let alone a quarterback, is. And and they just played the numbers, right? And they hit. And and they and got it, they got so yeah. absurdly lucky. So we our it, Mr. Irrelevant is tearing up for the Argonauts right now. Taron? Well, he's starting. He's like he's like their guy. He's so he's, he's, he's a pro quarterback in Canada. He's got a career. Uh, <laughs> well, that's right. But 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 see, this is the problem. You can't take the one in every seventeen year case and make policy on it, right? The truth is, it's the first round quarterbacks that do end up panning out. Right? For the most part, it, yes, it, it is what it is on that. But what's hard for people to stomach, and is it is a tough one. I do understand the pushback on it. The percentage is still really low on those guys. That's yes. because it's just so hard to do, period. Yeah. So what happened? What happened is the Niners were smart enough to to build depth with their draft. And one of the issues the Broncos are suffering from is they have a lack of depth due to two things. Bad drafts and then losing out on draft picks for Russell Wilson and for Sean Payton, I, I think you make a really good point too. As much credit as you're giving them for acquire or picking Brock Purdy, you gotta blast them for moving up to get Trey Lance, right? Because there's val- a bust. Listen, there's a philosophy on how to do it, and then there's evaluation. It goes hand in hand. You have to be committed to the process of moving up to get your guy. Now, who your guy is, Kyle? You got to be football geniuses. You got to figure it out. That this is why you get paid to know better than you know the ding dongs that are sitting around here. You, you you're you're the smart guys. Hey, listen, this is my pal John Lynch too. Who I think is a great guy, and they they missed. They obviously missed. But guess what? They got some draft capital, and they're moving on. So at least they were smart enough to just say, "All right, our bad, whatever." At least they feel like they've got their guy. Yeah. They, Answer this for me though, D Max, since he's your guy. Why did he lie to the media yesterday and said they're most likely not going to trade Trey Lance? Because that's just the, that's just you don't man. Come on, because lying is a part of the game. If, if you ain't being lied to by football people, you aren't being spoken to. Come on, man. Really, you got to ask that question. This is the drive. I ain't lying. One zero four three. The fan. Denver Sports Station. One zero four three. The fan presents the drive. All right, I got to give everybody something to do this weekend. I, I know this is tough because I don't know who's got HBO Max or whatever. So that kind of stinks. I don't know if it's one of these deals you can just sign up for and just, just try. Just cancel it in yeah. three days or you're a moron like me and you just forget you subscribe to the New York Times. And every month I get $5 taken away. I'm like, why did I subscribe to the New York Times? But Seriously, the $5 isn't the enough to motivate you to go and cancel now I, it. I can't even figure out how to cancel Oh, man, password password hell. No, I know. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. don't even know how to do it. Yeah. Like, usually my subscription. Cancel the credit card. Cancel the credit card? Yeah. $5? That seems extreme. Depends on how many fi- that times that's $5. Is that officially your advice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I might just suck up the five bucks. I bet that's not the only thing hitting you for $5 I should, a month. I should start reading the, the stupid New York Times. I do financial advice on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what you got to watch, man. BS High. It's on HBO Max. This is a crazy documentary. You got me intrigued, man. About this guy, Roy Johnson, who just, if you, if you remember, um, what is it, Bishop... Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, yeah. Yeah. Um, made up. All made up as if they're a prep school. Yeah. And there was no school. But he, he recruited kids who were, a lot of his kids had actually finished high school. Like it's a prep year. So some of the kids were in their 20s. I mean, I am not joking. The, Just the, cheating. The decree of corruption <laughs> With this is off the charts. Uh, and the way that this guy is kind of not apologizing for any of it, he's being sued for over $300,000. He has been arrested for domestic violence. He is He keeps on going. And it's not for the money. There's no money to be had in this venture. None. He is literally just doing this for ego. He just likes being... A scumbag, it sounds like. He just likes just keep the doubling down. He he thinks it's great that his team went against IMG and was being beaten so badly. The commentators were apologizing for it on ESPN as it was happening. And poor Bishop Sycamore, probably some eighteen hundred community servant who opened an orphanage, and to have your name tarnished by a guy who wants to. Exploit kids and is there a real Bishop Sycamore out there? I, I don't know. I, I imagine he didn't make it up. Well, he might have. <laughs> he made everything <laughs> hey, else. Dude, I have never seen anything like this in my life. Oh, so man. just in terms of you know oh, things to geez. keep your eyes on, I'm, I'm going to watch it and check back in with you because it sounds super super intriguing and, and it just it stinks for kids, man. But there but there's guys out there, man. It really is. You've seen it. It's crazy. I think you coaching is, um, I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. It's the one thing that I miss the most that I'm not doing right now that I hope to get back to at some point is coaching kids. Um, it was, it was just the greatest thing and I never, I've never made a penny from it and I loved every second of it. Um, and the degree and the, the the age of the kids sort of depends. You're with the high school kids, man, and I think that's a little bit too much for me. But I like those middle school kids. I love coaching those middle school kids, and I give props to all the coaches out there that are just giving up time and effort and doing things the right way. No doubt. Because, boy, oh, boy, when you get a coach who does things the wrong way, Kyle. It'll set you back. It, oh, it, sets, it sets the entire man. Oh man! Oh man! It, it 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 hurts everybody. And I've seen those coaches too. And it and I've seen those coaches with my own kid. And it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But you know, you, you're not going to get great coaches every single time. But when you do, that's something to cherish your life and, and be grateful for. Yeah. So be it happened a, for me. Is that right? Oh yeah. Who was your best coach? Oh man, my co- he passed away about 11 years ago unexpectedly. Uh, coach Chris Bennett. He was my defensive back coach in high school, mm. and uh, I I just loved him to death. He was what, hard. What high school? Thomas Jefferson. TJ. Okay. Yep. And he was a UNC grad. Okay. Um, Go Bears. And uh, yeah, just just a great dude. Just loved him, and and I actually got a chance to coach with him when I started coaching, and uh, and he was the reason I stuck with it. What did he do for you that you didn't get out of anybody else? Um, he believed. Mm. 
in, in, in just the simplest, the simplest way I can answer that. He, he believed. He gave you a shot. And then when you start to have some success, he starts to give you more, right? And, and, and now you're, quite, you're, you're making each other better. Because players can make coaches better, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I feel like, uh, and, and I, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I feel like we challenged each other and, and we both just, we just had a great time together, man. And, I, and he was hard. He was hard, hard. Mm-hmm. I love him to death, man. I had a couple of great coaches when I was back in high school. Um, my soccer coach, Chuck Holman, my baseball coach, Steve Hopping, two totally different guys. One guy was kind of this hippy-dippy soccer sort of guy, but I, I just, just, you know, just loved it. The baseball guy, hard as nails. Yeah. But for the sport, I thought it was absolutely perfect. And it's, uh, you know, one of the things in life that you say, hey, I wish I could be as good as these guys. And money doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's what you give back. I think, and not everybody's perfect, and I haven't been perfect, and I've made plenty of mistakes in that department, but I strive to be as good as possible, and I just love it. I love every part of it, and I'm so proud that you keep going when there's probably so many reasons for you to to not do it, Mm -hmm. and you believe in your kids, and hey, Blazers, let's go. We'll come back strong next week, right? Come back strong next week and uh, get it going. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, you know, I'm going. You'll be on this side. Of oh, the- I got, I cannot wait. Yeah. What am I going to do, man, for that wagon wheel game with uh, you guys and Smokey? I'm, I'm going to get you some gear, man. I'll get you hooked up. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I'm going to make Laser it gear? a complete 180, man. You might not be able to go home. I, I might not be able to wear it that night, but they'll be nice. I don't know if I can wear it that night. You can oh, get confusing. Man. A lot of green. A lot of yeah. green with those two schools. No doubt. But yeah, I, I appreciate you for saying that. And, and by the way, I'd, I'd like to say I love the Overland smoke. If we're just talking a little high school football here on a Friday night, sure. And I just heard from my wife, who's working the uh, concession stand at Legacy for whoever's playing out there. And I know parents and kids are you know getting fired up for Friday Night Lights, which is here we go. Is this week zero? Is this is this where it's we week are? Week one. Week week zero is last week. Oh man! Yeah. All right, I get confused, it's but I just I just am always fired up for the high school life, man. I just think it's 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 great. It's awesome. Yeah. When you have something that's tied to it, like the wagon wheel or the bail game, right, mm-hmm. in Pueblo, it, it makes it that much better. And there's a, quite a few of those rivalries, rivalries around, so yeah, man, it's not and, just us. And listen, props, of course, to our guy, you know, Dave Logan, who just wins high school championships year in, year out. Dave earns yeah. it every single year. Great dude. Great dude. There's other ways, though, to find fulfillment and great stuff. You don't have to win championships. Dave does. But just the effort of getting out there. For something that you love doing, isn't that the essence of sports? No doubt. Make your community a better place. That's how you really improve your community, no isn't it? It's the little things that matter. My yep. no, man, Kyle. It's been a pleasure. KJ. Cecil, look at Cecil. Holy cow! The hell's going on outside? Cecil, Cecil's like dressed for winter. <laughs> he got KJ's weather report. Holy cow, <laughs> man! He is, he is dressed to the nines and flannels and hats and. <laughs> Kerchiefs and then uh, mittens. Uh, Holy smokes! Well, let Cecil is ready to unleash. Drew, enjoy your suite at the game. Not all of us can be there, but you can. So report back for the rest of us. Yeah. Cecil Lambie coming up next. It's Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Hopefully, good news on the Broncos. Let's go, man.